Hey everyone, and welcome to the Why in Your Twenties. This is Fifi Nat here. We are two counselors in our twenties, navigating our adulthood away from our home country. This is where we explore questions that might come across in our twenties, including relationships, identities, and all kinds of uncertainties. Some topics will be fun; others can be a bit scary and uncomfortable. But sit with it, because that's actually when we learn and grow. Just a friendly reminder: the information presented in this podcast is for general information purposes only. If you are struggling, please seek professional help. We might not have everything figured out yet, but together we can make this journey less lonely and scary. So, welcome, welcome on board and let the journey begin. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Why in Your Twenties. How's everyone doing? How are you doing? I'm good. I can't believe it's already September. Yeah, it's the last quarter of the year. <gasps> I refuse to believe it. Like, I, on one hand, I kind of want to have a long holiday in Christmas, but this year gone like quick. Well, it wasn't quick. I I feel like it wasn't quick. It's been a while. I feel like I've graduated for quite some time, right? Yeah, I think a lot has happened. Oh, true. Okay, what happened? It's just the whole journey. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean a lot has happened? I don't know. Just thinking back on January, us meeting friends, saying bye to friends, to I don't know, struggling to get a job, to now working. It just feel like it just happened, you know. Oh, okay. You feel like it's quite. I don't know. I I don't have much feeling towards oh. it. I like I don't place a lot of meaning towards the stuff that happened. Like yeah, it's just, just overanalyze things that happen in my life. I mean, yeah, it's important, but at the same time, I don't give so much meaning that I would continue to go back. It's like, oh, this happened, this happened. Mm. I don't even do the like end of the year. I don't reflect. I don't. I don't think I re- reflect the same way as you do. Really, we should do one. Like at the end of the year, we should do like a reflection of the year and see. Yeah, I think it's easier now that we have a podcast. I can actually kind of go back to okay, like this happened, this happened. Yeah. But previously, like prior to this podcast, I don't think I was able to pinpoint a specific thing that happened in that year to identify if it was a good year or a bad year or a mediocre year. You know. You're not those people that you know New Year you have like a new reflection and setting goals type of person. No, that's so cliche. I if I do reflection. Yeah. I would do it in on important dates, like other important dates, whether right. it's like my birthday. I yeah. think that's very cliche as well. Like, so I don't do it on my birthday actually. I just mm-hmm. do it maybe middle of the year. Uh, actually, I recently did the reflection. Hmm. Oh, interesting. I know there's two different group of people. One is like they do it like end of the year and New Year, New Me kind of thing. You right? Well, I won't say it's New Year, New Me. But I do like reflection, and I like to summarize what happened in the year and set some goals. And I don't really need to. I'm not like sitting down and writing goals down, but like I think and just have a rough idea. And it's good to have plan, not plan ahead, but like give yourself a vision of what the year ahead would looks like. It might look completely different, which is always the case. But it's just nice to think through it and have a good start. Okay. I guess too much of rambling. Yeah. 
So actually, before we dive in and share our own experiences, Nat thought of doing this stuck episode, this topic, is because she recently read a book and it's called... Maybe you need to talk to someone. It's a bibliography. She wrote about her experience of being a therapist uh, and she went to another therapist for help as well and opened up and just she felt like she was in that situation of being very stuck and she needed to open up and talk to someone. There was a specific part where Nat really resonated with. Mm. That's why we're kind of talking about this. I'll just read a brief section of it. And the he is referred to Wendell as therapist that the writer is going to and opening up to. So here it goes. I'm reminded, he began, of a famous cartoon. It's of a prisoner shaking the bars, desperately trying to get out. But to his right and left, it's open. No bars. He pauses, allowing the image to sink in. All the prisoner has to do is walk around. But still, he frantically shakes the bar. That's most of us. We feel completely stuck, trapped in our own emotional selves. But there's a way out, as long as we're willing to see it. As long as we're willing to see it. And then the author said, I close my eyes and take a breath. I start by picturing the prison, a tiny cell with drab beige walls. I picture the metal bars, thick and gray and rusty. I picture myself in an orange jumpsuit, furiously shaking those bars, pleading for release. I picture my life in this tiny cell with nothing but the pungent smell of urine and the prospect of a dismal, constrained future. I imagine screaming, get me out of here, save me. I envision myself frantically looking to my right, then to my left, then doing one hell of a double take. I notice my whole body respond. I feel lighter, like a thousand pound weight has been lifted. As the realization hits me, you are your own jailer. I cried. I cried when I read this. It's interesting how the same paragraph, but different people can get different meaning as well. But this kind of inspired me or us to do this episode because I feel like everyone has been in this situation at least once in their life of being stuck and sometimes in the middle of it, it's easier to said than done. But if we walk around, see it from a different perspective, things can be very different. So maybe I can share my experience first. Yeah. The story that I thought of when I'm reading this story. Um, it doesn't happen long ago. It happens around like two years ago when I'm exploring religion. A bit of a background, I went to a Christian school when I was in when I was young. So I do have some knowledge around Christianity growing up. So when I moved to Brisbane two years ago, I kinda with different reasons I started to explore different religion and start going to church. The same as everything, like the beginning is always, you know, rainbow and sunshine. You meet a lot of different people, very like-minded people. They're all very nice. And I just feel like, oh, I really enjoy going to church. But then it quickly go down here where I feel very stuck. I just don't know who I am anymore. I just feel like I'm not really, I lost myself. Like I just lost myself to this religion. I don't know. Is that really the right way to go? I feel like I don't fit into the church because everyone is so faithful. I just couldn't be like them. Like, I feel like I'm always not enough. I'm just never enough in those situations. 
So I was like really down for like the whole year. I was like stuck going ups and down. Yeah, I can stick with this. You know, the more I spend time at church, one day I'll get there. And it's just a lot of frustration, and you know, I can't really see where this is going. I've been like crying every day, talking to people, and also being really harsh on myself because I'm like, why I can't get there? So I I see myself in this story because the whole year I'm literally shaking the bars, like desperately wanting to get out. But at the end of the day, maybe this religion doesn't suit me. The reason why I say this story, I'm not trying to say you know the church that I go is terrible. You know this religion is terrible. I'm not saying you know the people. At church is terrible. They're all really nice people. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes when you're very stuck and you just keep shaking the bars, at least you know where. So I take a step back and trying to reflect on you know my journey and talk to friends and I end up deciding to leave the church. That's just not the end. Like, I'm still very confused and I still question even till now. You know what what went wrong. I remember when I was having a conversation with Viv, and she kind of reminded me of, yeah, why do you want to join the church? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know why. Maybe I just feel like I have this assumption that everyone go to church is a nice person. I want to be a nice person, so I want to go to church. But you don't really need to go to church to be a nice person. And that gave me more question of what am I doing in that year? And the more reflection that I did. I can kind of see that open doors, and it links back to you know what I value in my life, and give me a very different perspective. And I can be confident to say now I'm way more relief in this situation. I can see there is open bars, and I can see there is a way out. So whenever I feel stuck, this story kind of clicks to me because it reminds me of I need to do that reflection and. Recentered and rethink of why you're doing this, and try to explore a different perspective. So I think it's beautiful this story. Thank you for sharing.、Uh, I think I know you have been reluctant in sharing this experience for a while. This、mm. because there wasn't any kind of progress. You feel like because you were stuck. Yeah, I think even though I quit the church, doesn't mean that's the end as well. I think that's just the beginning, and、um, I think I'm reluctant to share this story because I've been. There's no. I don't think I reached the closure yet. I still feel like I'm behind the bars, just not shaking frantically. Just patiently waiting. Patiently waiting, or just like. Or pacing, pacing in the same spot. A lot of blaming, like you know, maybe this church is not right for me, or maybe the people is not a right fit for me. But、I、never look into myself and you know, wondering, you know, is there anything I can do differently, or just reflect on myself as well. So I guess the more I talk about the story with different people, I get more perspective on different area, and it does help me to clear up my confusion, my. Feeling of stuck and slowly seeing that open bars. I think it's and correct me if I'm wrong. I think it feels to me that there was a very big difference in the expectations of how the church is actually going to be like for you and how it will make you feel and how you would react to it as well. And the reality of it was not the same as your expectations. Yeah, that created even more. Yeah, as you said, confusion 
and which ultimately led to that stuckness that you have been mentioning about? I guess because the motive to join church to begin with, I won't say it's wrong, but it's not what the church is doing as well. I don't know. It depends on what the motivation that you joined church was for. Yeah, as I said, like, I want to be a nice person, but joining church, there's way more than that. Like, it's at the end of yeah, the day, it's like yeah. a spiritual aspect that yeah. there's a lot to explore, and I kind of neglect that part, or it's out of my expectation. And and I do learn a lot from this experience. Like, if you allow me to go back again, I will still do the same, because... I have learned a lot. My all or nothing thinking kind of plays a big part in this experience as well. When I say, when I join, I need to go full on. I put all my effort in it. And as you said, the expectation and reality is even worse if you go full on just to begin with. And don't give yourself room to back up. I think the flexibility of it as well. Mm. And it's just not everyone who goes to church are nice people. I can testify to that. I think even when I was joining church when I was younger, I was not a nice person. I am the evidence that not everyone goes to church is a nice person. I will not even say like now I'm a nice person, but... But yeah, I'm sure like, especially in our 20s, like exploring different religion is kind of common, I would say. So I guess if, you know, if people out here you experience similar situation, I would say doing a bit more reflection, taking that step back, talk to different people, not just people at church, but people outside church to give yourself different perspective. Just my opinion, you don't have to listen, but it gives you a fresh eye to see the same situation. It can be helpful. I think that is a one way and it because it worked for you, I think that really why that's really why you would encourage people to do that and personally i don't advocate that but i think that's how this podcast works anyways is that we don't have the same values we don't have the same way of working same way of approaching things in general and And there's no situation it's the same situation so and honestly i don't think there's a right or wrong way of approaching things anyways and without knowing this person, even if it's even if it's exactly the same situation, it's, I would be very reluctant in giving any advice because I don't know the person. So what I would encourage people to do when someone comes to you and asks for this advice or like just sharing is just listening mm. and being very open and listen and being non-judgmental and holding that space for them. And I know I'm saying it like a counselor, but people do need it. Even counselors, like anyone needs that space to just feel comfortable enough to share anything that's going on in their mind and feel safe enough to do so. And I think sometimes we underestimate how important that safe space is. Yeah, I agree. It's it's so important. I mean, I don't know if you say this or not, and it's not relevant at all, I think, but I've been dreading this episode because... I know religious religion is a very touchy topic, but also because I didn't know what to share. <laughs> it's... Oh, can I add something? Yeah, I agree this is a very touchy conversation or like topic, but I do believe that if you are talking to the right person and that person is giving you a safe space to listen, it'll be easier. Oh, it will, definitely. And it's, it's, it's hard, I would say. It's quite hard, especially if you don't have the same view. You don't agree with each other. And this happens most of the time if, if we touch on religion as well. Yeah, 
for sure being respectful i think that's like number one thing to do and moving forward actually it's funny because my story is a bit similar in the sense where from what i heard from your story is there's also like a sense of belonging Mm -hmm. so my story was really about the sense of belonging whether it's belonging to this country or belonging to a church as you said or belonging to a social friend group like, I don't have that sense of belonging, no matter where I am. Like, for example, I think the main thing was, it, it adds on, like, different things, as I said. But the main thing is the migrating here. Because mm-hmm. my goal is to migrate here. I feel a lot of guilt to move here. And there's so much, honestly, there's just so much emotions associated with that. And I feel very stuck in the sense where I have no idea if this is the right choice or it's the wrong choice or what am I supposed to do because either way I would feel like I don't belong because I don't feel like I belong in Hong Kong just because I can't really connect with the culture but at the same time here oh I can completely disengage with any culture here because it's not my home I didn't grow up here it's like you're too Australian to be Hong Kong and you're too Hong Kong to be Australian yeah too white to be in Hong Kong but too Asian to be here It's so annoying. I feel stuck because I don't feel any sense of belonging in anywhere. And I talk to you about it. Like, whenever I'm with you guys, I'm very happy. Like, obviously, because you're my friends. And I can comfortably share whatever I want to share in this group. Like, I feel safe enough to do so. And I don't feel judged at all. But at the same time, like, no matter what your topics are... I feel very disconnected with all the conversation that is going on, regardless of the topic. Um, whether it's something that I can relate to completely. Like, for example, you guys are talking about counseling. I can relate to that completely. But at the same time, I feel like I'm not actually present. Maybe it's because I'm very aware that I don't belong there. That I dissociate a lot. Mm, that you're very conscious of that. But yeah, so even like that sense of belonging, even within a friend group, I don't actually have that, develop that, you know. Like even for example, like I don't say I graduated from UQ. I would say I studied at UQ. Is that a difference? Yeah, so for me, I feel like there's a difference because, okay, I was there. But then if I graduated from UQ, it means I'm actually from there. Mm-hmm. So there's a sense of belonging that I came from UQ. Right. And you don't feel you fit there. No. And and I think that's like one example. But it's like a lot of different other places. Like for example, that church that I go to that I've been for almost two years. I would still not say that. Like, oh, I from, I'm from this church. I would just say, oh, I go to this church. And can I ask what makes you think that way? Like I feel like I, I don't fit in anywhere. You're very aware of that. And that thought of I don't belong is very obvious on the surface yeah it's very obvious for me like at that moment it's very obvious it's not obvious for other people Mm -hmm. like they would feel like i'm still present my mind is still there but i'm very aware that i'm not would you say you kind of set up a gate for yourself automatically um for for new new environments definitely Mm. i would say not too much of a gate are you longing for that sense of belonging um, good question. I don't think so. <laughs> I think I came to terms with it and okay, it, it's like a very, very holy Christian-y answer. But I think, oh, I don't know actually, but I think for me, I come, I came into terms where I 
actually don't belong on this earth. I was created not to belong here. And that's a not a good thing, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me that I have that innate belo- like long of belonging to be with God. So I think, I don't know, I think I will have that sense of belonging when I'm actually home home, which is the heaven home. I would say back then, like throughout my whole high school and undergrad and even master's degree, I think I was kind of stuck in where you you asked me like that. I did feel like I was supposed to belong, but I had to find that. But I couldn't find it because I was like, okay, maybe friends is because I create that wall. But even for family, I don't think so. Reflecting on that, it's like, okay, maybe I don't actually belong on this earth. Maybe there's something else that I can long for to belong to. And you're content with that idea? Um, Now I would say I'm pretty content. At a certain point, I felt like I had to adjust my behavior, the way I talk as well, to fit in. But fitting in, it's really the opposite of belonging to somewhere. Fitting in means you have to adjust yourself and change accordingly to the environment. That's how you fit in, right? But I feel like that's completely opposite of what sense of belonging is supposed to feel like. But that's like my personal view, I guess. No, I absolutely agree because you shouldn't need to be intentionally think I need to fit in if you feel belong to that whatever you feel belong to. So I do agree it's the opposite. Yeah, I didn't realize that previously, but after a lot of trial and error, mm. like to fit in and all that and change accordingly. I think for me personally, it's it's quite comfortable in just adapting accordingly. And I've developed that skill. So it's not, it's not tiring for me. Mm. And I think I come into terms because I know that I'm no longer trying to fit in, but I'm just doing that for another reason. You're just being present. Mm, kind of. So now I'm I'm pretty content with like that and I'm not I, I don't feel like I have to continuously to change how I how I am, who I am, based off on the other person beliefs, values and all that and adjust accordingly to them. I still do sometimes and I fall into that trap, but now less so. Like I don't feel stuck in doing that like repeatedly with every single person I meet. Mm. It can be very tiring if you need to fit into every single person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's um, my stuck situation. And even through our, our conversation, the way we share it, not only for these two stuck situations, but even previously when we mentioned about our previous like stuck situation that we've been in, we, we share it like it's not too much. But at the same time, it does really affect us because... When we're in that stuck situation, it really affects us. But once we get over that hurdle, we're not stuck anymore. It's so much easier to share. And it's, it doesn't feel like that. Yes, it still affects us, but it's not that big of a deal that we can not pull ourselves out of. And I think everyone have their own way of dealing with it. And sometimes for you, I don't know, it might be, you know, trial and error. For someone, it might be sharing the story to different people and... You guys don't know how many times I have shared this story to Viv. I think she's kind of bored of me sharing. But I think every time, at least for myself, every time I share, it kind of lifts up some weight of it. And it gives me a different perspective and slowly getting some 
closure with that stuck situation. Mm. And to a certain extent, I would say yes. I get tired of hearing it, but at the same time, I see the difference when I hear you talk about it. The narrative really changes. It really can tell how much you have reflected on it, how much you have shared, how much effort you have put in to overcome this stuckness that you're in, this jail that. Whether it was created by yourself, created by the environment, created by someone else, you can see that growth. Mm. I can see that growth in you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And thank you for always listening. I know every time it's like we talk till midnight and even till morning, and it's always the same stories. I promise, it's always the same story. And if you are, we I think we mentioned in the previous episode as well, where you feel like you're in a dark cave that you couldn't walk out. But I'm sure there's always very cliche. But there's always light at the end of the tunnel. There's a crack, but that's how the lights come in, and that's how we learn and grow. And I do really value all those stuck situations. I would never want to erase them in my life. It's always part of me, and I'm con- as you said, I'm content with it. Mm. Yeah, mm. it's just you. If you don't know what's the dark, you don't know what's the Like this, exactly, and you have to experience both. That's why I think for us both, we don't regret those moments. Uh, we're very grateful for them because there's a contrast. And as, as you said, if you never experienced that darkness, you don't know what light is. You don't know what hope is, and you're continuously living in that mediocre gray grayness that you have created, the world that you have created there. But what's your thought? Or like, I won't say advice, but like you know, I'm sure people listening or. People out there, they might be in the dark right now. And always, I said it's easier to said than done. When you're in the dark, it's really hard to believe that there's light coming through. In there will be light coming through. What help you when you're in the dark? It's it's a hard question to answer because different darkness, different situation. It's I I approach it differently. Some of the darkest situation that I've been in that I've Lost complete hope. I would say to myself is that don't run away. Don't run away from that challenge that is in front of you because it's it's really more about that embracing that challenge that's right in front of you. And it's really hard. It's really challenging to see that light, see that hope. But if you run away from it, you're never able to see that light and hope. For me, I I had to continue to move towards it. Move towards the darkest, darkest moments. Then I'll be able to see that light afterwards. So it's not seeing that okay. There's a bit of darkness in front of you. Move back to a lighter gray, dark gray environment. But it's moving darker, darker, darker. And then you'll be able to see that light and hope. And I would say that take it as a grain of salt because at times you do have to step back and to recharge yourself where you are at the gray environment just to breathe. But yeah, I would say not run away from it. That's beautiful, and I think that's very important. Again, take it as a grain of salt because it's very personal, and I always believe everyone have different ways to cope. For me, is I always see my experience as a learning. And I'm trying. I'm always trying to get something out of this situation. I wouldn't let this situation to pull me down. But it's instead what I can learn from it. I think my inner voice always tell me I want to share this to people when I overcome this. I want to give this survival guide to someone. I want to let them know you're not alone. 
and you will get there. So if I run away, as you said, I will never able to share this to people. And I don't know where that passion or like where that my will of wanting to share people come from, but I just always want to believe I can learn something from the experience, and if not beneficial to other people, it will benefit me in the future, and it will shape who I am. I guess more practical because what I just said is very vague, but more practical is I talk to myself, I rationalize it. Of course, it's very dangerous as well because you can <laughs>、yeah. go down to that rabbit hole and go nowhere.、Yeah. But I do think. This takes some sort of self awareness as well. You need to know at what point it's not helpful. Then maybe this is not the best solution for you. Maybe you need to talk to someone, or maybe you need to journal about it. Maybe you need to draw it out, whatever way that you want to vocalize it. Because what I believe is, if I just think through it inside my mind, it can go forever. It can go everywhere. But when I vocalize it out loud. When I say talk to myself, I'm not just silently sitting here and dwelling on my thought, but I'm actually talking to the wall, making sense of my thoughts. Because most of the time, my thought is this is ridiculous. I'm definitely overthinking. Because once it's vocalized, it it makes more sense. It helps you to organize your thoughts, find your own way to organize your thoughts and challenge your thoughts. Is it true? What evidence support it? I think that's like a more practical way and. I guess that's why counseling is also very important because counseling can be very helpful in guiding you this process, so you can take that skills away and apply to different area in your life. And I think not only challenging your thoughts and these skills, but also having another person to bounce off ideas. Yeah, I think we're very biased of saying that. You should talk to a counselor, but you should. You, you should. really should. It's it's not just me wanting my job, but you should for your well being. If you do find yourself in any kind of stuck situation, you don't have to talk to a counselor. You can if you want to, but if not, talk to a trusted friend that is willing to listen to you and offering the ears and just listen. To what you have to say and be able to provide that safe space for you, respectful place for you. Absolutely, and I think hopefully this podcast can create that space for you to reflect and feel a little bit less lonely that you are not going through this alone. There's people around you that supporting you if needed. If you do need help, reach out. Please do so. We're coming to the end of our episode.、Um, if you do want to check us out, our Instagram handle is. Why in your twenties? Dot podcast. There's a lot of interesting poster reels. Analogy, Analogy, my fave. Please check us out. Do take care of yourself. We'll see you in the next episode. And it will be an exciting episode. Okay, I guess it will. In the meantime, take care, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.